All right. Man, this is these. It's, it's good to be a podcaster in 2021. You got lots of, lots of content, uh, lots of things going on. The GameStop debacle is still playing on. I think I checked this, this morning. Matter of fact, let me check, let me check right now, just because I was curious. So GameStop yesterday dropped something like 40%. It's, it's down to 70. It's back up again today. You see some enthusiastic folks trying to get back in and, and maybe try to dream of the past, but true to form, right? A lot of folks got hurt, are going to continue to get hurt. And a lot of people, you know, are in the hope phase where they're hoping, oh, I missed out on the first run up. Maybe it's going to happen, you know, again, right? One of the big reasons why in when bubble, when bubbles pop, right? And we're, we're, we're transitioning from talking about GameStop to just kind of market dynamics in general. If, if you look at the 2000 tech boom crash, Right, the market peaked in 2000 and bottomed out in 2003-ish, right? Or in 1929, the market, you know, peaked in 29 and bottomed out in something like 30, 32 or 33, something like that. So, so a lot of and and so if you look at the chart, you'll see like squiggly lines, right? On the you know going down, it's a downward trend, but it goes up, down, up, down in a in a, in a, in a downtrend, because what happens is the market bubble doesn't end like kind of day. people don't wake up one day and say oh wait it's over and just drops down it's a period of time where people continue to hope they're like oh i missed the first run up let me get back in and let me try and catch it on the next time and that happens over and over and over again until the late blo- the late folks to the party capitulate and and finally like lose all their money or, or just quit and become disheartened and then don't touch the market for like another 10 years at the exact wrong time, right? So that that's gonna that's very likely gonna play out in GameStop. In the overall market, it, I don't know if it's happened yet. The market's still doing relatively well, but I think this GameStop thing is exposing, you know, people. Hopefully, people are, are learning the same lessons that history has taught other generations. That hey, this is not an easy game. You have to have a really good process. Like if you if if you talk to all of the uh, read any of the historical books on investing or talk to any investors who's invested through multiple market cycles, like one of the big cardinal sins is investing in tips, right? And a message board is a tip. This is a, this is a bunch of folks with tips, right? It's 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 okay to because people will say, well, what about the money managers? They have dinners and they get tips. Well, it's, it's a difference between hearing about a company and then running it through your process, right? So you can you can get an idea and then run it through your process. And if your process says, hey, is this idea fits the process, then do it. And if it doesn't, then don't do it. But a lot of folks get a tip, don't have a process. They get a tip, go straight to invest or not invest based on how good the story is, right? I did a, I did a tweet the other day that talked about, you know, I was listening to a podcast about the brain, right? And I won't nerd you out, but it basically they were doing experiments. And it was a, a person that their left brain and their right brain wasn't connected. And so... I'm gonna totally mess this up, but they they would when it's not connected, they they showed the left eye like a steak, and then they came back a few hours later, you know the guy ate or whatever, and then they came back a few hours later and was like, hey, you know what do you what do you want to eat for dinner? And and by the way, let me backtrack because I, I knew I was gonna mess it up. Whatever was off, his eye could see the steak, but it couldn't tell his brain what he saw, right? Because it wasn't connected, so his brain couldn't communicate what he saw. His eye saw the steak was in front of it, but 
from a communication standpoint, he 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 couldn't verbalize seeing the stake to himself or to anybody else. So fast forward, come back, you know, a few hours later, and I said, "Hey, what do you want for dinner?" And he said, "Ah, for some reason, I, I you know I want a steak." I'm like, "Well, why is that?" And he, and he started making up stuff, you know. Uh, every time this year we eat a steak or whatever, whatever. He just started making up stuff, right? And it was a perfect example for what we do as humans. Like if if we have a craving for something and, you know, a strong emotion and we don't have any reason for it, we just make up stuff, right? We just make up, you know, <laughs> we make up, re- we do it in politics and business and investing. And so having a process allows you to not make up a story, right? You know, one of the things that, I try not to do when it, when investing is I don't want to hear the story first. I want to like, hey, what's the idea? Let me run through my process, right? And then and then, you know, and then I want to know the story because the story because we since kids like we have and for thousands of years as humans, we have learned to learn information through stories. Right? Because stories are super persuasive. Matter of fact, if you're in sales, you know one of the best ways to sell people or persuade people is through a story, and so. Stories are super convincing, right? In the age of the media and social media, you know, these memes, these short, oversimplified stories for things that aren't necessarily true <laughs> are super persuasive. And matter of fact, those spread the, the fastest, right? You know, half-made stories that sound good spread faster than truth. And so uh, from an investment standpoint, that can hurt you out financially. And so you want to have a process. And so I'm going to talk specifically for a couple of minutes on just because I've gone over the big, the big cycle in previous episodes. Again, see Stonehill Wealth Management Investment Update 2021 earlier this year. I would also want to bring it down to the business cycle because you have the long term cycles that happen, and then you have like business cycles, which typically last maybe like something like you know five to eight years, and they happen in similar ways. And and so different sectors perform well. In different parts of the business cycle, and so you can you can break the business cycle up into four different phases. So you have the early phase. So going back to what I said in the beginning about GameStop in the market, right? You have the the period of time where the folks that were late to the party have finally just quit. You know, they lost all their money. They've been losing for a long period of time. They're they're painfully hurt, right? Side note, which is a big reason why a lot of folks that were that I saw that were talking a bunch of trash about Bitcoin in 2017. Still haven't bought Bitcoin because they were late to the party. They got hurt, and they're missing a big opportunity even still. They missed all last year. They're still missing this year. They're looking for the next thing. When the, when the next thing is already in front of them, they knew about 2017. They're just scared because they got hurt, right? So so you have the early phase, the early cycle, and, uh, and, and going back to the overall stock market. In the early cycle, what tends to do well are... Um, sectors and asset classes that are that are cyclical, that are heavily tied to the to the economy doing well. They're very sensitive to the economic cycle. So think of like f- financials, banks, insurance companies. Those are interest rate sensitive. And in the beginning of a cycle, when you have interest rates, you know the interest spread between the short term interest rates and long term interest rates, they get wider. Financials do well. Real estate do well. Consumer discretionary. That's things that we don't have to spend money on, like leisure stuff. Those do well. Tech does well in the early stages, and materials and industrials do well in the early stages of a bull market. So, so if 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 you can identify the early stages, then you can say, okay, I want to overweight these types of stocks, whether it be through an ETF or individual stocks. And and so, what you also want to have is a process to be able to measure the different cycle: early stage, mid mid cycle, late cycle, recession cycle, and we'll go through all of them. But this, I'm giving an example of a process. So so then you go, all right, next next cycle. 
you have the the, the mid cycle, and mid cycle is the market's mature. You know, it's out of the early phase; it's maturing a bit. Um, you have companies that the earnings start to because in the early cycle, the earnings may not reflect that the, the cycle's changed yet. So, for example, in two thousand nine, companies that you know the stock market recovered before the numbers came out that things were were better, right? And so. The mid-cycle, you're starting to get confirmation that things are getting a little bit better. People are still nervous, but the numbers are starting to look better from an economic standpoint and from a company standpoint. And and in that environment, what what tends to do well are historically communication services companies, you know, over everything else. People are like, well, what are you know, what are communication service companies, right? Think of like, what's a what's a simple one like? Verizon, the communication service company, AT&T is a communication services company. I believe that, you know, some of these companies like Facebook is morphing into communication services because they're, they're a communication. They're, they're, they're still considered tech, but you have times where companies like change, you know, what they are. And so I could see Facebook moving over to be a communication services, you know, type company. Why those companies do well, you know, there's a lot of reasons, but my guess is the economy's kind of taking a big swing up. The numbers are looking better. Some people are taking profits, but in a in a in a good environment like that, you're like, all right, cool. We know the business is being done, and so communication services are gonna thrive, right? It it it, it used so in business, you could think about like railroads filled this role a long time ago because railroads would allow people to connect better and do more business right now today communication services when business is doing well they do well because you have more more business happening on communication services right so telephone is kind of getting older but now you have this zoom may be another example of a communication services company but when business is being done more you have people using these communication services more so that's a big reason why it does well but that's mid-cycle everything else does i blah okay in that example there's no other bigger one than communication services in the mid-cycle um, late cycle. So this is, you know, you, you, you've had, um, and, and let me backtrack in this, in that part, tech also does well. So in the mid cycle, um, tech does well as well, which again, there's overlapping communication services and tech, but to simplify, just think c- communication and tech does well mid cycle, right? So that, that's kind of what we came out of between 2012 ish to, to, you know, 2019, that was a mid-cycle, right? You had early cycle, which was 09 to 2014, 15. And to not confuse you, because this is going to get confusing, in that cycle, you also had like an overall global cycle that affected markets because China was slowing down. But in, in specific American market terms, right, let's just talk about 2012-ish, you know, for the globe, but really for the U.S., 2014, 15, to 2019 was was mid cycle for the U.S. and so that's why you you saw a boom in Fang stocks over that period of time. Late cycle, right? So this what we're currently in is an example of of a late cycle, and in a late cycle, you, you tend to have things like materials do well. Materials is going to be like raw materials, companies that make things, produce lumber, produce. Um, you, you also, this is separate from materials, but you have energy, like energy stocks tend to do well in late cycle. Healthcare, which is a stable energy that people need no matter what, that tends to do well. Consumer staples, things that we have to have, grocery store chains, 
things that we think of it like necessities, those tend to do well. And then utilities. Utilities are are you know our plugins for for energy. We need utility companies to make sure we get energy everywhere. So those are you know blocking and tackling boring stuff that we need, but they tend to do well in light cycles because you know investors are like, all right, it's, it's getting towards the end. I want to put my money somewhere where it's relatively safe and not take as much risk this late in a in a cycle. Now let me pause there because you 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 may still have in the cycle, especially when you get to a bubble, i.e., like we're in now where the sexy stocks still tend to do well over that period of time, but, but that's a bubble, which is a completely separate dynamic, right? So from an from a investor standpoint, if you consider what's the safer bit late cycle, what I just told you is a safer bit, materials, consumer staples, healthcare, energy, utilities, and a diversified portfolio in a late cycle, you'll do well relative to the overall market historically, Right. What may do better is the bubble stocks, stocks that aren't making any money that people like for no reason other than it's new and it's a promising future. You know, i.e. Tesla is, is a poster child for that. So that may outperform all those things, but it's not sustainable. Right. So we're, we're talking about how to invest responsibly through the business cycle, which is separate from what might go up faster and higher in a bubble. I, I like to use the example, and I might have used it before, so forgive me, but it's talking it's talking about, you know, like if you're on a lake and it's frozen over, smart people, if they want to stand on the ice, will stand, you know, on the shallow end because if it breaks, you can get out. And the ice typically is stronger there. When you get further out, the ice is thinner and it's, you know, once you're out there, if it breaks, like you're stuck. And so a lot of investors are way out on the ice, you know, having a good time until the party, you know, until the party stops, and then they they are butt out, right? So so yeah, that's the difference. And then you have the recession part of the cycle, the fourth part where things go bad, economy slows down, and really the only thing in that cycle from a stock standpoint, you know, that you that you may consider owning is consumer staples and healthcare, but you know, and utilities, but bonds, you know, bonds are. The bonds and cash are the ideal choice in the recycle, but from a stock standpoint, healthcare, consumer staples, utilities are defensive stocks and tend to do relatively well in in that cycle. Again, this is I'm just giving you like a layout of education on how to think about this kind of stuff. It's a whole lot missing as far as how you identify the cycles, when the cycle ends and starts. I will tell you, there is no there's no set formula or indicator that's going to tell you with certainty, all right, the cycle is over, right? It's it's, it's all about um, assessing risk. I like to use, again, the analogy of assessing whether the cycle is a 89-year-old male, you know, 22-year-old female, a 35-year-old, right, couple, right? Just kind of identify, okay, where are we in the cycle? Is it extended? Is it super young? Is it mid-size, right? You, there's things you can t- to get a approximate analysis, and you can tilt your portfolio, meaning... Like, I don't think it's wise to ever have all of your money in the asset classes that do well in the cycle that you're betting on. You just want to like, over. I like to overweight it. So if I think, all right, here's a, here's a, I don't know portfolio. Everything is equally weighted because I don't know, right? If you have an idea of what cycle you're in, you can maybe add more of your money into the asset classes that do, that you think were in the cycle. So that way, if you're wrong, you're not too wrong. But if you're right, you're too right, and that and and that's the art part of it, right? It's it's kind of like you know what percentage do you use? It depends on how confident you are, right? Do you use stocks or ETFs, right? It just depends on 
what your target return is and how comfortable you are. So these are all nuances. But again, going back to it, got to have a process. This is a way to have a process. Process is key in investing. It eliminates emotion and helps you be wise with your money. I think this is this is pretty much it. All I got for the week. I hope next week is. I don't know. Actually, I like I like the exciting weeks, right? It it gives something to talk about. I don't. I actually don't want the weeks to be less exciting. I'm, de- I'm definitely ready for uh, COVID to be over. I'm ready to get out, and this is the second spring that's going to ruin for me. But I'm thankful because we're healthy, we're happy, right? So that's all you can ask for. Y'all enjoy your week. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.